Hi, my name is Weldon Angelos. I'm a former music producer who worked with Snoop Dogg and Tupac Shakur's recording group, The Outlaws. And, um, you know, I got 55 years for some small amounts of cannabis in 2002, um, which I was ultimately sentenced to 55 years. And my case became a cause celebre. Um, the judge who was forced to impose the punishment was a conservative George W. Bush appointee. And he looked at this sentence like, I give murders less, uh, you know, way less time. I give child rapists a fraction of that sentence. And now I'm supposed to give this, you know, successful music producer a 55-year sentence for $900 worth of cannabis. He said it's ridiculous. And so um, a lot of people, you know, were, were shocked because this was a, the, one of the most conservative judges in the country. And so, you know, my case picked up by the media and a lot of people picked up. There was a prosecutor named Mike Lee in that office um, who disagreed with his colleague. And he was elected to the Senate a few years later and remembered my story and what my judge had said. And so he began introducing legislation to fix the statute that got me 55 years. And he was bringing up my case on the Senate floor um, after all my appeals were exhausted uh, we created a coalition to get me clemency through President Obama. And a number of people who were supporting me included Bonnie Rayet, uh, comedian actor Mike Epps, um, Napoleon from Tupac's Outlaws, um, Alicia Keys, and Senators Cory Booker, Rand Paul, Mike Lee, Patrick Leahy, and just a number of people. And even the Koch brothers picked up my, my cause. And they began, you know, being uh, a big advocate for my release. And they created this coalition we called unlikely allies where we brought like snoop dogg and all these people on the left with people on the far right like charles Koch and mike lee and others and they really made a push to president obama not just to release me but to change the system and um you know after serving 13 years of a 55-year sentence i was finally released in may of 2016 and the day I got out, I hit the ground running. You know, I left a lot of people behind who, who said, please don't forget about me. Um, and, you know, I was given this platform because of all the people that fought to get me out. Um, a lot of people don't have those kind of connections. A lot of people, you know, weren't music producers. They don't have famous friends or political figures pushing for them. So I knew I had to be that voice. And so I basically took this unlikely allies coalition that got me out um, to work to get other people out. And, you know, two years into my freedom, you know, I successfully helped pass the first criminal justice reform since 1970 called the First Step Act. Um, you know, I began working on a criminal justice reform with the White House, with the Trump White House. And so that's sort of how I came across Duke's case. Um, I was, you know, at the White House at a prison reform summit as we were pushing for the release of Alice Johnson um, and pushing for the First Step Act. This is when President Trump really, you know, made a leap and really started making a push for criminal justice reform, getting, you know, people on the right rallied up and, you know, ready to support. And that's when Duke reached out to me. He had heard that I was going to the White House and, you know, working on clemency. And so he reached out to me and told me about his case. And his case was was very sad. You know, he was, uh, you know, very articulate about his situation. And, you know, his, his background was very interesting. It was, there were some parallels with my story. Um, you know, he were, he was this up and coming boxer, you know, he was, uh, up and coming just like me, you know, had a really beautiful promising career ahead of him that was just, you know, t destroyed because of the war on drugs. You know, he got two life sentences 
you know, for something that, you know, shouldn't have, you know, been more than maybe a couple years max in prison, um, which would have done the trick. And so when he, I heard about a story, I connected him with another advocate who, um, you know, was uh, better suited to start working on his clemency petition while I was doing sort of the behind the scenes lobbying, getting his story before the White House. Um, and that's sort of, you know, how I became involved in Duke. And over the last few years, I've got to know him really well. And he's a, you know, a really good person. Definitely deserves to be out of that prison. We've been asking the question a lot. Is there redemption after prison? Absolutely, there's redemption after prison. I mean, the problem is, is that not all of society is, is ready for this. Um, and that's the sad thing. When, you know, when you get out, you have this stigma. You know, you have the F word tattered on your back. You're a felon. Um, but, um, you know, we've been trying to, you know, destroy that stigma and, and, and showing people like myself, people like Alice Johnson, who've been to prison for, you know, selling drugs or whatever. And we've got out and we've become successful. We've been we become, you know, um, amazing pillars of our community. And so, um, you know, I think that the more stories, that's why I think these cases are important. A lot of people say, why do you focus on famous people? Why do you focus on, you know, people you know, like Duke, like um, myself is because this raises awareness and shows because you know a lot of people don't have these connections and so, so so we focus on them to help the people who don't have it and so and I think Duke would be an amazing um, uh, figure in the community I think he would do a lot of positive positive I think he would help a lot of the um, at-risk youth because you know he's already mentoring um, people like you know troubled youth, uh, people in the military. So he's already doing an amazing job from prison. Imagine what he could do upon release. Explain to us how it affects families when fathers and mothers are given long-term sentences for drug offenses. Yeah, I mean, it it completely destroyed my family. Like, you know, I I actually, my father um, went into a deep depression and he passed away. Um, the only thing he wanted was for me to come home. And, you know, he died before being able to see me free. And my sons really, really suffered through depression because, you know, I was the breadwinner. I was their number one supporter. And so when I went in, they just really had a rough time and it really messed up their life. And um, that's why, you know, the war on drugs is so destructive because it does more damage than good. It tears apart families and, and, the, and the drugs don't go away. You know, drugs won the drug war. You can keep locking people up for drug offenses, but drugs are going to keep coming and coming. They're just going to be replaced by the next person. And so we have to deal with this problem in, in another way, not using incarceration. You know, I, I believe that if there, no one was personally harmed or there's no direct victims, I don't think we should use incarceration for it. I think we got to find another way to solve the, the drug problem. And to me, I don't think, you know, he should ever even went to prison. Uh, for my, in my situation, if I had gotten convicted at trial and released on probation, that would have been enough for me to be like, okay, you know, I'm not messing around no more. I, you know, I, I got a nice career. I'm, I'm cool, you know, even though I don't think what I was doing was that bad. I don't think, you know, small amounts of cannabis should even be a crime in the first place. Um, but, but just the fact of the conviction itself, I felt like that would have been enough to, to, to steer me right. And I think it would have been the same thing for Duke. I think had he gotten a, a, you know, a swift, short prison sentence, he would have you know, focused on his boxing career and, you know, and sort of got out of that lane. You, know, you don't need life sentences to deter people from doing what they were doing. You know, they, they, studies have shown that you know, shorter incarceration works better than long sentences because when people go go away for years 
and they were they had a chance to be successful, you take that away from them and then you release them when they're in their you know late forties and fifties and they get out bitter with no prospects, no job prospects, no career. So they have no choice but to turn back to, to doing what they do was were doing before. And so that's why a shorter swift punishment is 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 the best way um, to deal with crime. Um, even though I think drugs should be fully legalized and, and dealt with in a different way. Um, but as for now, I think, you know, that's the better solution. What would you like to say about how Donald Trump and his administration have been handling pardons and clemency compared to the Obama administration? Yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely um, pros and cons to both administrations. I was, you know, I was happy that Obama had changed a number of policies and commuted a number of sentences. Um, and he, you know, his actions spurred more efforts and, and more people. Um, I was disappointed, however, that the Obama administration, and this wasn't Obama personally, but his administration, their clemency efforts, they left to the Department of Justice, which was the biggest problem with Duke and myself, is because our prosecutors were harmfully committed to the need to have us serve long prison terms. And so with that, with that, that, that mentality of these prosecutors, you know, we really didn't stand a chance to get clemency because, you know, that, that, the, the Obama administration made clear that the only commutations or pardons have to come from the, the pardon attorney, and the pardon, pardon attorney is in the Department of Justice. And so the pardon attorney consults the person that prosecuted you on whether or not they, they, they made a mistake or were or too aggressive, and they're not in the business of second-guessing their, their, their decisions. They're, and, and so um, I think that was the biggest problem because we were promised 10,000 commutations. We got 1,700. And, and that's only because the, the prosecutors are not willing to, to say admit they made a mistake or they were too aggressive. And so that was a problem, I think, with the Obama administration. I think that is where they messed up and made a mistake. Um, and with the Trump administration, you know, I think that, you know, what he, what he was doing was really good with the First Step Act. I think it was amazing that he was able to get Mitch McConnell to get this on the floor uh, and get it voted on. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I was really thankful because the First Step Act was like the biggest piece of reform we've had since 1970. And I'm, I'm just super, uh, super happy about it. And I just, but I think, uh, you know, like, you know, the problems with the Obama administration, I think, the Trump administration has sort of slowed down, and, and I think now they're sort of backing away from further reforms, which I think is a problem. Um, and, you know, I was really hoping for a lot of clemencies, and, um, you know, I was really hoping that they would go big like Obama did. And so, and I'm really, I'm still hopeful that they will. And, you know, I've actually been in direct contact with uh, Jared Kushner's office about Duke's case. Um, you know, the, uh, President Trump created this informal clemency committee um, to actually sidestep the um, office of the pardon attorney. And so, um, you know, they created this informal committee of, you know, 13 members to actually vote on these clemency petitions um, where it doesn't have to go through the Department of Justice and, and, and people's prosecutors. And so, um, you know, when, when I found out Duke's clemency petition had been administratively pulled because of a, a legal motion that was filed, you know, I brought this case to the attention of uh, some people in Jared Kushner's office, and they're currently reviewing this case right now. I, I think it's a, a really good case for the president, and I think it would be a, a, a good look for President Trump to, to commute his sentence. Please tell us, what is the Weldon Project? Yeah, so when I got out of prison and when we passed the 
First Step Act, I decided I needed to form an organization to continue, you know, this coalition and what I was doing and continue fighting for people um, to get out via clemency. And so, you know, one of the first um, projects that we were started working on was the case of former Bad Boy Records recording artist Loon. Um, and so, you know, and we just, he was released on Tuesday. So, you know, really happy that we got a big win um, with that. And so basically the Weldon Project you know, uh, has, you know, the same coalition that got me out, um, you know, is, is now working with the Weldon Project to get other people out like Duke, um, like, um, you know, people who, who are in there for cannabis cases. And so, you know, we're really um, excited to be, you know, working with these people. We also have NBA Hall of Famer Kevin Garnett on our board of advisors, you know, because, you know, we feel like, you know, I, I was given this platform for a reason. I got to use it to the you know, the best of my ability to help other people who are in there like me. All right. If anyone wants to learn more and possibly get help, how do they find you? Yeah, they can go to the WeldonProject.org and learn how to get involved, or they can follow me on Instagram at WeldonAngelos or at Project Mission Green. Congratulations on your latest efforts with helping the rapper Loon out of prison. Yeah, thank you so much. It was really amazing. Thank you so much for everything that you're doing. Keep up the good fight. You too. Thank you.